It's just a quick compilation of all the claps I've done (laughs) (laughs) throughout lockdown. Yeah, that's like, how many have we done now? Uh, We were on episode 43, and now we are at... When we started. Episode 91. How much is that? (sighs) Math podcast? 48. 48. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. 48 episodes. Yeah. We can round it. I'd like, yeah, with a few, at least me. Patreon stuff in there. Yeah, that's not even including the Patreon stuff. There's been clap city over here. A lot, a lot of Patreons. So, wow, lots of claps. Yeah, lots of jokes about claps. Lots of having to redo claps. Uh, (laughs) What are we talking about claps for? Welcome to the Bob Charles Cinecast! (laughs) Presented by the Prince Charles Cinema. It's your host, Jonathan Foster, and I'm here today. Ooh, my uh, balled-up boy. Clapper boy. My clapper boy. He he used to be balled up, and he he came out of his ball, uh, and now he's a clapper. He's going back and forth. Uh, His name is Phil. Hey, Phil. How's it going, man? Hey man, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, a hard swallow to good. think about how I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a big question. Yeah, um, right now I'm okay. You're right. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get into the into the weeds and figure out how to, really, <laughs> to the uh, nitty gritty. In the nitty gritty. Yeah, we're pulling that root. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> This was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, we're we're doing something a little different this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we mentioned it at the end of last week's episode of Coming to America. We hope you enjoyed that episode. Like we've been saying the last few weeks, we are living ahead. So you haven't even heard that yet from our perspective of when we're recording this. So eh, we'll see how you feel in the future. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we're, we're trying something a little bit different here. We're going to have a little bit more relaxed episode. And yeah. Uh, Ooh, maybe boy, a little, we need a little, little bit of a Q&A after. Hmm? Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh. But before that, because we watched Come Into America and talked about the OG Come Into America last week on the podcast, and we've been in the middle of this like reboot month that we've uh, created for ourselves for this glorious month of March because there's so many new mm-hmm. films coming out that are rebooted off of old, yeah. old reboot films. Moves. And we're in reboot mint yeah. um, right now. And uh, <laughs> Phil, I, w- I want to know because it came out actually, you know, this episode uh, coming to America from last week hasn't even come out yet as we are recording this on the 8th of March. But what has come out was coming the number two America. Two. And I said at the yeah. end of the episode that maybe we'll talk about it because we recorded it before it came out and now it's out. <laughs> so, Phil, did you watch it? Yeah. No. No? <laughs> no. Oh, that's a shame. I heard it was bad, so I didn't watch it. Dude, don't listen to fucking internet, people. It's really fun. It's a no, fun film. Just, I, I literally forgot it was coming out, even though that, or like we talked about it and Eddie Murphy had been doing the round everywhere. Um, yeah. I No, I haven't. I haven't got around to it yet. I do want to. I will watch it. Because obviously, obviously yeah. I will. Even if it was the worst thing ever, I'd probably have to watch it. That doesn't stop me from watching movies. You yeah. Know. Look at me. I'm I'm the guy who never watches new films, and uh, I did watch. Did you it. watch it? Uh, I did. What did you think? And I actually liked it, dude. It was really fun. 
It's like, oh, it's cool. very much like Bill and Ted uh, 3, really. Same vibes. You know, like just get the band back together. Everyone's just having fun. They're just having a good time. Wesley Snipes was really funny in it. The only thing that I would have, like, changed about it was the fact that, like, they really went for this whole story about, like, how he had a son. But meanwhile, there was, like, a daughter he had the whole time that, like, really wanted to be, like the next in line and how yeah. everyone thought that she would be the next in line and how it was this whole story of with her but i wish they would have explored that more i wish they would have explored more of her relationship with her father and really gave, gave them a little bit more like because he has three daughters given his daughters a little bit more character besides just kind of like oh they're they're badass girls like i felt like it was there there could have been more there but overall it was really fun yeah man. that seems like an interesting point Really, really looked like fun. Uh, looked fun, nostalgic. Looked quite nostalgic. Yeah. You know? I don't. I. I haven't really. I've seen a few people say stupid things, but they haven't really said why they thought it was bad. But I mean, I've not seen enough to really like. I, I don't. I don't know. So I don't really care. Uh, it's PG thirteen. Do you miss the swearing? Nah. Fair enough. Because that's something I know people are like. Oh, this one. The rated R, the the original one rated R, and it's like that feels like an easy way to lose your edge. But it it's not a film that needs it. Yeah. As well, that I feel like it needs it. Like I don't really think it mattered. Like uh, there was enough like adult esque jokes and stuff that co- sort of made up for the fact that there might not have been as much swearing. I didn't even really notice there wasn't any swearing. Like, don't really care. I don't watch films Sorry. just to hear the fuck word. I've heard it before. You know, like. I've heard fuck like before. I'm not uh, fucking I'm the two opposite. years old. I'm there you know? just for the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. You didn't say fuck. Yeah. Oh man. man. But I I thought it was fun, man. Oh, that's that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that we liked it. Cool. I want to watch it. I want to see what the barbershop guys are up to. Yeah, dude. Off the back of like. Like, off the back of what we were talking about last week, you know, it, it sort of hit the notes. It did what it needed to do, in my opinion, and I enjoyed it. Um, is, it is there so, any soul glow in it? Any there's some posters soul of soul glow. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, there could have been more soul glow, for sure. And also, there was no Eric LaSalle, they, um, which I'll... That's what but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of other things in it, including new people that they've they brought to the fold like there's a lot of cameos that are really fun so i kind of like it it was fun i don't think it's a perfect film but it was fun you know and no films are really perfect anyway um okay worth was it worth going back uh we're talking reboot moot yeah that's the whole thing aren't we was it worth it did you get anything out of it or isn't it worth it just to go back you know a fun rehash yeah the thing is i don't think I don't even think that the old original coming to America is like this untouchable, perfect film anyway. Like, I know we didn't really talk about that last week, but um, so for me, and I kind of left it on a like, I don't really care sort of thing. I'm trying not to care anymore about that sort of stuff, because if I don't want to watch it, I just won't watch it. And I did want to watch it. And for me, I got a lot of enjoyment and fun out of it. It's fun to see like those people like Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy, like, doing things together and being together and they're still just friends like the testament to their friendship after so many years is like really nice to see and then someone like Wesley Snipes getting like you know 
a lot of work under Eddie Murphy. Hanging out with Eddie Murphy these days is great. Greg Brewer, the director of Dolomite, is like did a great job with with the film. And yeah, like it was great to see all those people. Sherry Headley. The daughters were really fun for what they were. Like I said, I wanted more out of them, which is like a good sign. Uh, that's exactly. Is that not exactly what I said about Bill and Ted Three? I would have liked more yeah, yeah. out of them. So hey, yeah. um, that's the only thing. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. I I don't know. Did it need to be I'm done? Watch not really. But that doesn't mean it wasn't fun and I didn't have a good time. Bill and Ted Three didn't need to be done, but I had a good time watching it. It was fun. So there we are. Um, yeah, that's good. But anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. We're we're in our uh, episode ninety one here, the Podchar Cinecast. Holy crap, we've made it to ninety one episodes. Last week, we didn't really talk about how crazy it was that we had made it to ninety episodes. We did say it, but we didn't. I mean, that's insane. This is a little bit more of a relaxed episode. Phil and I are just going to kind of be talking about things because, hey, it's been where we're at now. One year ago, since uh, everyone's world changed dramatically. Um, with this pandemic special so yeah we're running up on a year since uh basically the cinema's doors closed this episode we're recording ahead of time but it will drop on the 17th of march which was one day prior to a year ago of march the 18th 2020 when prince charles cinema closed its doors a couple days prior to the first lockdown actually being fully enacted into the uk We remain closed until the 13th of October, which we waited yeah, a long I time. we opened in October. Yeah, like yeah. we could have opened the 4th of July, but we waited until October until we knew that we were putting ourselves in a safe place, which was great. Like, I'm so glad that we did that. Um, I'm glad just for the sake of like the the staff members of the cinema and then also, of course, the audience, like that we waited, we like put, things into place mm-hmm. to make sure like you know those queuing systems and uh like socially distant seating and the air purifiers on the screen so it was like i was glad mm-hmm. that we put thought into it trying to make it safe and welcoming as possible in a very scary time but unfortunately we were only open for two weeks before <laughs> <laughs> we closed for lockdown two on the 5th of november and that was until like the second or third of december though, until we reopened yeah. again Rolled out our Christmas program for about two more weeks, and then we closed again. So we were open, again. what, for four weeks since March eighteenth. We closed on the sixteenth yeah. of December when London moved into tier three, and then a week or so later, the country was put into lockdown again, and that's where we're at now. So you guys know you you've been here with us. You're there. You're there. <laughs> you're here. You're there. I mean, we've got listeners in America. They don't, I mean, hi, America. Like, I'm American. Say hi. I mean, come on. Um, I see you, like, apparently listening to us. <laughs> Say hi sometime. Um, but yeah, like, we've got, like, all these people listening to us. So they know they've been with us since episode 43 that we've been, <laughs> we've been in this weird predicament, you and I, mostly. We've had some guests along the way, but it's been mostly us and um, it's been fucking weird, man. It's been a strange journey. Bill and I thought How much that, we like, changed. We should like just reflect on the year, the year that it's been. Breeze. How much we've yeah. been through 
and kind of just talk it out like just a little bit different. Uh, it's at least it's not sad this time. I mean, God, think back of like back on episode 43. We'll be back. <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> like, be back. I remember. Yeah. What a weird time. And then that we was. did, well, we're coming back. We did that. We're <laughs> yeah. coming back. And intermission. And intermission. <laughs> Fucking hell. So this is like the fourth version. I mean, it's a wonderful podcast, that one, mm. but kind of another version of that. Yeah. Um, very it's like meta. the fourth or fifth time. I think it's wor- I think it's worth stepping back sometime because the whole podcast is like a analogy for how at least I have been dealing with it. Most of the time, I try and distract myself and fill my brain up with you know movies and TV shows and uh, work. This is the closest I have to work, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's stuff I'm working on, but like this is something I do regularly, you know, for no money. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but it keeps me on keep give me a routine and yeah it's, uh, it's nice to just uh, i think it's worth coming back and being like this is weird right this is still weird that's happening and again we have a it's a light at the end of the tunnel situation where i don't want to say we're over a hill because i think we'll be dealing with it for years to come yeah but like in terms of i don't know going outside i don't even want to say going back to normal because i hate that way of thinking yeah me too um, because what 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 was normal? We didn't have a good normal way of doing things mm-hmm. before. We have a lot of injustices and atrocities that happen day to day, and people are taken advantage of. And the lockdown only highlighted who is actually valuable in society versus who the government deemed valuable. Yeah, you know, with being it was the one percent pay rise for NHS workers, and it's a fucking joke, right? It's yeah, in the face of those people who have been killing themselves non-stop and have literally worked miracles we have the how quick with that fucking in hindsight that factory that factory <laughs> that vaccine turnaround yeah you know what i mean yeah like, definitely we have that how quick was the vaccine in general just the vaccine exactly they're really rolling quick. it out yeah. yeah that shouldn't have happened that should have taken years but they did it in months and now it's rolling out and it's protecting at least the people who are most susceptible to die from this fucking weird virus yeah so it's it's just been a weird journey yeah definitely it's been strange man like because like every week on this podcast we sort of kind of just get on with it and like yeah we've kind of like Mm. let on our like i don't know maybe to some degree a little like it's been a bit of a detriment to the podcast but like letting our sort of uh (laughs) mental state kind of play out on the podcast which is it's it's, yeah it's shining through it's been kind of funny sometimes like obviously like we say that like the uh we've gotten a bit meta with the podcast and stuff over the last year like it kind of started a Mm -hmm. little bit prior to to all this obviously with our groundhog day episode that was our first sort of step into being a bit weirder we were being a bit weird with the godfather as well but like once we got into you know the lockdown we started getting really silly it was like the twilight zone movie episodes you know die hard we had no <laughs> yeah. schedule we had no program we had to make our own program yeah we got yeah. we got so silly with it and uh and i think yeah that also sort of in a way like has sort of been a weird thing to think about with the cinema that we've like become like this weird sort of podcast that just is sort of existing uh, about talking about movies that we like instead of being like 
married to the fact that we were doing this because we were at the cinema and also talking about movies that we liked, but also movies that we liked to see at the cinema that were playing at the cinema. And that's like, you know, changed drastically for us. <laughs> you know? I, th- well, I think that's, I think that's a good thing for this show because at least for me, you know, it went from a show that would, and it was, you know, it'll have to return to that at some point, but in a show that was dictated by some, someone else, essentially, by the program of the cinema, that the cinema controlled what we talked about, and then it became we control what we talk about. Yeah. And we talked about movies we, yeah, we'd like to see, stuff that we'd never see, just stuff we've felt like talking about, things yeah. we liked. And because of that, I think we got to express ourselves more Absolutely, through yeah. the show in a way that we couldn't before, and I feel like that opened us up, and that yeah. gave more depth to everything we do. We have all these like running segments and jokes and callbacks, and that will always be there now because we had the time of being locked in a room yeah, talking about really hey, man, do you weird want to talk about it. fucking. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you want to talk about Twilight Zone? It's like fucked up, or yeah, talk about Bubble Boy. You know, <laughs> yeah, I had movie. Absolutely, like yeah. That, I mean, that's a good way to look at it because a lot of times I felt like, honestly, if I want to, I want to be honest with you and the listeners and stuff. At times, it was kind of uh, stressful, just feeling like keeping mm-hmm. to programming episodes based off of like what we were doing with the cinema and stuff and obviously just feeling your own bit of ownership with what we've created here on the podcast and feeling like, you know, you want it to kind of spread your wings anyway and kind of, you know, to create this weird world that we've created. I've had such a blast in the last year. Like we've said this before, but it's been the kind of thing that's kind of kept me going throughout all this. Like this has kind of like changed my life in a way like doing this for like the last obviously the last two years like obviously like a lot of shout outs need to go to Ariane and she's over there on patreon we do the patreon.com mm-hmm. forward slash the pcc podcast over there it's bonus episodes yeah. every month and we just every month every you got month. to churn in them out yeah always fun and sometimes there's like two or three episodes this month there will be three hopefully if i can get my act together and uh <laughs> yeah like and that's pretty cool and and it's been fun doing that with Ariane because Ariane is a big important part of this podcast, and it was fun like keeping her around and stuff, and in that sort of facet of over there on Patreon and just having fun with her, and um, occasionally her popping in over here, like you know, with the Galentine's episode just a couple weeks ago. That was really Mad nice. Mad Max, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was fun. But like what I was saying is just like it, it's like been such a change in my life to have podcasting and stuff and doing this and just kind of taking over my life really in the last year and something I really enjoy doing a lot, especially when things are taken away from you, like music and stuff and other things that you fill your time mm-hmm. with. And yeah, it kind of just feels like a viable thing for me to do. And it's been fun doing it, especially with you, Phil, because we talk about this off air and stuff of just appreciating each other and the time of like hanging out and just like doing this and having fun and creating like breadcrumbs yeah. and the breadcrumbs collective and all that with not only like the pot Charles cast, but the breadcrumbs podcast, Ariane's podcast. It's just been fun creating things, new things and trying to branch out and create more and creating a new world of just possibilities <laughs> through like just being friends and being silly with each other. Yeah. So, yeah. It was nice. It was nice because um, there was that 
I definitely said it on one of the podcasts, um, on one of the episodes, uh, but there was this sentiment early on with lockdown, where it's like, now's the time, now's the time to finish that big fucking project, now yeah. you do it, you know, don't don't let this be like a waste of time, and it's like, you know, back off a bit, because it's like, you know, I it's a horribly stressful situation, it's a global pandemic, it's okay to just sit and be you know, sedentary for a bit. Yeah. But naturally stuff you create, stuff just doing this week to week and then branching out into breadcrumbs, which we talked about for a long time before you just finally pulled the trigger and we just <laughs> did one. Yeah. And then and then it yeah. And then it we just kept rolling and it yeah. turned it, it quickly found a very distinct personality and and now it's a collective and we're getting more people involved and that's wonderful and that's something it's easy it's Nice when, like, it's a year now, so I find myself looking back and taking stock of what changed and what we have, and that's something easy to look at and be like, I, you know what, I do it occasionally. I'll just go on our website. I go back and I look at all the episodes we've put out, and it mm. makes me feel better because we just naturally, we did do stuff and we did create and we put stuff out there that wasn't there. So it's not like I sat here and did nothing. And the whole yeah. lockdown had been like that. It's been this mixed bag because it's been very difficult mentally. Um, and I find myself, you know, it, it comes in waves. It gets easier and it gets worse. All that time did allow me to do stuff that I wasn't doing, that I needed to get done, that I needed yeah. to finish things. I actually was working on things I was writing and now hopefully things I, I'll make and it goes back and forth, mm-hmm. but it, 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 it did just happen. I think I'll, hopefully I can look, I'll look back and be like that time sucked, but for something that wasn't important, it kicked my ass in a few areas that I needed kicking. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I feel like it puts a lot, it put a lot of things into perspective and just like of how you want to live your life and stuff, you know, because you're like, when everything's mm. stripped from you with the exception of just your ability to live and, you know, we were lucky that we were getting paid and stuff and, you know, so we weren't struggling, yeah, which is great. Lucky. So thanks to, you know, I mean, that's like one thing and even that's been kind of crazy, the furlough scheme, but thank thank god that existed and stuff <laughs> it's like you know thanks to the prince charles cinema course, for sure yeah. for like keeping us uh employed and keeping everyone employed and looking out for us that's been great so we're the lucky ones and obviously there's like people who weren't lucky and i felt terrible for all of them and yeah i mean but it's put a lot of things into perspective of just like what you're doing with your life like i said like podcasting had become such a big part of my life in the last year mm. And it just it's changed so much about the way I look at like things that, that I want to do, like, you know, music or, or just work, like what work I want to do and what I want to associate myself with and be a part of. And yeah, it's, it's weird to like, think about how, yeah, you, you look at like London and stuff as well as like a place. Is it, is it like worth being in? because you're like spending so much money to be here. But when everything gets taken away from you, like all the culture that you like sacrifice the amount of money that you pay per month to live 
in a expensive place like London is taken away, then like, what's the, like, what's the point? Mm. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, yeah. what, what are you paying yeah, for? Yeah. What are you paying for? And, and then also, you know, just like all the other expenses of like just being out, going out and stuff, if that's gone, you start to really look at the way you're living your life anyway. And just be like, man, like, isn't it better just to like not waste so much money going to the bar? <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. I love going out every so often and it's great seeing people, but like, mm, me too. like, I don't like, I don't hab- like to habitually go out and it, it's that horrible thing sometimes where you feel like you need to like be buying rounds and like, or going out and drinking a lot and stuff. And you're going to spend, you end up you're going out for a few drinks and suddenly you have 70 quid lighter. You're yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> even That's what even going to the cinema, like yeah. not out. But, you know, yeah. go anywhere else and you're like 20 quid evening. I mean, yeah. 30 quid for two tickets and, and then some food. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like sometimes I feel kind of uh, uh, guilty about that as well. Like I want, I want to say when things slowly get back to normal and I, you know, I feel okay about going out, you know, I want to be more opportunistic. I want to, you know, feel like I should say yes to more things, but I was already very good at not going out and yeah, you know, yeah. staying at home. And home I'm body. that kind of, I'm that kind of person. <laughs> I'm a homebody, you know, I'm very, introverted and I prefer you know I'm comfortable there and then I got way too much of that over a year and I hope <laughs> I hope that leads me to becoming a person that is more willing to go out and do things not like I didn't before but you know I'm I'm very much the person I either stay home and do nothing or I go out and do nothing that's what I like yeah. to do I go out to get a coffee and just hang out you know yeah. it's just to hang out and talk yeah, um, that's yeah, yeah. what I like. Um, and when I'm at home, it's very like it's reading or writing or watching. It's very simple thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have too many, too many hobbies. I mean, there'll still be things. You know, I made a list at the beginning of lockdown of things I wanted to do, and I think I got through maybe half of them. And mm-hmm. some of them, like one of them was the, uh, Dusty got me this little bantai tree. <laughs> little like bantai kit and so one of the th- like right before lockdown not like one of the things on the list would grow the bantai tree and i had to put the i forget what you call it you put the seeds in like wet paper and you put it in the fridge for a bit and then you put it in soil and you let it grow um and i it started to grow and then it got too big for the little pot it came in so i had to repot it and then it died it didn't survive the move so like on that list, I had to tick it and then be like, update, killed the bonsai tree. <laughs> and that's a good, that's a good view of how everything went. Oh, um, no. <laughs> but, it, so, but looking right. back, like I did a big chunk of it, but there's still a big chunk of things that were like, I could have done that. I could have learned yeah. that instrument. I could have done that. I felt it, it's frustrating the, as much as, we've done I'll still be like yeah but I didn't do anything for a year even though we did we clearly did I'm doing it now yeah and you don't have to justify your own existence you know you don't and you don't have to do it now more now more than ever to sound like every fucking bank ad um now more than ever you can just be yourself and you know do whatever you need to to get through the day and yeah I think that's 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 important you know just fucking exist and live and just try to be happy as you can be like find whatever makes you happy and stuff you know 
I don't know. It's good, like, to be honest, to be able to talk it, even if it's like jokingly about like things like feeling like your mental health just kind of declining and stuff at, at certain times. But it's like, mm-hmm. it's nice to like to talk to like you or make jokes like, like back when we were at work, to, I would make jokes with someone like a Jamie or something like that, or even online. And Jamie <laughs> would be like kind of laughing at it on Twitter or something. And it just like kind of becomes this funny thing where you realize that like, oh, it's like, it's nice to know there's other people that feel the same. And like, yeah. that makes you feel fucking human. It makes you feel alive. And like, even if you Not still feel crazy. like shit, you still feel a little bit better, you know, just like knowing. Mm-hmm. So of course we've like let that kind of, <laughs> you know, plague us a bit during during this last year. But I mean, whatever. Yeah. Like like you said, this is a testament to what we've done and what we've built and gone through throughout this entire year. And you know, it's not nothing, which is good. Like it's nice and important to look back on that. Not sometimes nothing. I I look back and I like you know feel sort of bad about like not doing more as well but it's like obviously we have done we've done a lot we've done a lot every week and created things and that's why i like breadcrumbs because it's so silly it gives it gives one an extra thing to do but also just like a it's it's a good way to just get really silly with us like just you know talking about nonsense but then i also just set weird goals with myself like uh not every episode but almost every episode like i'll write a new piece of music to put in the background, even if it's like bad, at least I'm doing something that kind of keeps me like feeling like I'm being creative. Cause mm-hmm. music's such a big part of me. And like, I've kept talking about how I'm going to finish like, Oh, I'm going to finally finish an album, you know, another album. And, uh, like, I, you know, at least like, I don't know, last year, like I did at least put out like a EP finally, like I finally released stuff, you know, so it was good to like just yeah. do something like yeah, manifest something destiny. Out. And I love that. That was really EP. cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's nice. Like it's nice to just have done stuff and do things and just think about all the stuff that you have done. We've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast, I guess, like, but it's nice to like reflect on that and just, you know. I hope that people are listening to this to just like feel comforted by that. They've probably done enough, you know, and like to not worry about it. Yeah. Like it, it was okay. funny to listen back to uh groundhog day though. And the whole theme of that was obviously how innocent that was. we were like, yeah, just prior to all this, it was like in February last year. It was so funny. That was us tempting the, tempting the gods. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tempting the God. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny because I jokingly re-released that episode and it just becomes like, I guess it's going to be a tradition for however long this podcast goes for. And um, (laughs) when I re-released it, I was like, it's funny listening back to it where it was sort of like one of the questions I asked you was like, hey, Phil, like if you had an infinite amount of time on your hands, what would you do with that time? Like, you know, if you had your own Groundhog Day situation, how would you fill that time? And it's so strange to listen back to that and how like silly our answers were. I didn't do any of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because it was a ridiculous question. Now it's like I did a few things that I think are like tangible. Like, oh, I recorded a podcast. Oh, I finished that script and I read a few books. I think, you know, that's kind of it. Yeah. I mean, if you go back and listen to that episode, though, like I start going on about how long he was in that loop for. So it's like we would need a lot more time than just one year 
to accomplish nearly anything that he accomplished in that film. Cause we start going through yeah. how he went through those stages of grief and like, you know, the, the first stage would probably be, be like what we've just kind of been going through. <laughs> that's like, you know, See, that's your, the problem. You know, we haven't really accepted yeah, it. We've yet, all accepted so. our mortality. Yeah. You know, this was the beginning of a journey of our, of a of a collective people. It should have been the beginning <laughs> yeah. of a journey in, in terms of, you know, uh, uh, admitting our or getting comfortable with our own mortality and owning up to our own impermanence yeah and we only we're only going to get a part of the way there we're not going to finish you know it's like getting up in the middle of a meditation you need to finish the meditation you have to keep doing it yeah and i'm afraid that, yeah whatever that we did learn i think will quickly be washed away <laughs> by just the tide of bullshit of societal structures and pressure and we'll go we'll fall right because that time it also made us miss that all the time because it, yeah. it was ours as shitty and it was it was ours so people were gonna run back to it but yeah so we need another actually i'm not gonna say that i feel like i'm tempting the gun again we need another 10 years <laughs> and each year will be a different stage and then we'll yeah. be We've evolved to a higher level and then we can reopen society and we can, yeah, you know, fix, fix <laughs> but probably, probably yeah. back now. I think we'll fucking kill ourselves before that happened. Yeah. I don't like, I, I've been a big proponent of like making sure like, well, wanting a big proponent of wanting things to, to change properly, not like us to like go back to normal. And, you know, mm. I don't want to sacrifice like everything that kind of is things that we enjoy and culture and stuff like that, which I think that easily can still exist. But like the society and structures that we've yeah. built around like culture, things that make humans so special, like we've built these like weird stumbling blocks around that I think we need to get over like, you know capitalism and uh, you know like uh just those structures like racism. that um yeah racism <laughs> misogyny capitalism misogyny homo homophobia uh transphobia um Anphobia, you know like yeah. there's there's a lot of them everything yeah classism yeah there's a lot of structures that we need to get over and i think like um you know that's when we can build better become some something better be better you know um hmm. But, you know, like you would think that during all this time we and all the uprising and stuff that's been going on that we would, you know, get over that. But, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll we'll roll into this like the way the people after the Spanish flu roll rolled into uh, the 20s. You know, man, it'll be the roaring 20s, man. Maybe we'll have a great fucking yeah, a new renaissance. Know, great time. New renaissance new art and culture and just great things going on and people actually respecting each other. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> you know, what a who, knows? <laughs> who knows? I don't I, Probably not. Probably not. People oh, like to keep things the same. Let's get back to normal. Uh, well, Phil, like before I move into this Q and a thing, uh, <laughs> what, what, are, what were some of the, uh, special episodes we've done along the way that you've really enjoyed in this last year? of craziness that we've done on this podcast because we've gotten really meta with it. And that's kind of been some of our favorite things. I'm, I'm assuming. 
you and I. <laughs> yes, definitely. I'm going to bring up a lift because I don't want to miss anything. Because I don't want to miss, miss a thing. thing. <laughs> Even when I dream of you. It's a good movie. We, we mentioned, I, I'm still very proud of the It's a Wonderful Life episode. I think it, it yeah. turned out so much better than I thought it would. And that was an idea I had for a while. And I, I was really happy with that one. Uh, Die Hard with the big one. I, I just, I couldn't believe what you pulled out for that. And I can't believe it worked so well. I remember listening to it and being like, this is a movie. Like, this is a, you know, like an actual movie I'm listening to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a recent one, Space Jam, I really enjoyed just because I thought the, it was more fun than I thought going back to that movie. I liked mm-hmm. the whole 96 to 2001 jumping back and forth <laughs> yeah. between those. Yeah, man, anytime we got weird with it, 2001 was a good one. Bubble Boy, because it took so long for me to pull off that joke. You know, that I think that was the first thing <laughs> I was like suggesting as soon as we went into lockdown. I was like, man, yeah. just talk about Bubble Boy. And we just kept pushing it and pushing it. Um, there's been loads, and there's been, there's been a few that I think we'll, we're going to go back to in some form or the other. You know, May is coming up, and another mm-hmm. anniversary is coming up. I'm like yep. doing suggestive nods that nobody can see, but John can see. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, those are the ones. I've, I mean, just doing it week to week, I feel like we've been able to, because we were friends anyway, but we've been able to bond yeah. in a way that I don't that we weren't able to before because every week we talk for three hours about <laughs> movies and wrestling and music, and it's great. It's so much fun. Just that. The yeah. whole thing. Do you have Do you have any yeah. any in particular? Yeah, I mean, obviously the ones you've mentioned that have been really fun. Obviously, it's been fun to talk about, like, well, like do those meta episodes, like it's a wonderful life, you know, Die Hard and 2001 was fun and Bill and Ted. Like those are all like where we were just being really, really strange with it, and we got a bit strange <laughs> with like um, some of the Star Wars episodes as well. Obviously, because of like uh De Palma. You know yeah, Brian De Palma, like all that weirdness, like <laughs> like I don't know. It it's kinda silly. Like at times I would go out of my way to try to find something, but at the same time, like his name would just pop up at all those times that he did <laughs> pop up and it was just really strange and it was really funny. Like synchronicity, yeah. Yeah, just stumble across Brian De Palma. I mean, um it's it, yeah, it's just been really funny. And like those sort of jokes have been really fun. It's been fun writing with the the gone in sixty seconds joke is now just sort of a verb for Phil and I. Like anytime we want to act something, it's just like, yeah, we're gonna gone in sixty seconds. That idea. So yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's been fun to have our own jokes and just be like silly. It's been really really silly. Um, some other things I really enjoyed mm. talking about. Obviously, Jaws, like one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it's been fun mm. talking about like that thing you do because we both like love that <laughs> film in the soundtrack and yeah. stuff and yeah it's been really Same cool movie. man like just getting really silly with it and just part of the spirit of the cinema and what the films we're talking about are the types of films that would show at the cinema it's just like it all kind of works man it's really fun um mm. yeah phil before we do this q a section let's uh 
just do a quick, you know, for posterity. Snack time! <laughs> okay um i you know this was a last minute one for me yeah and you know go to snack this is my go to snack at the moment i'm doing a, a, a vegan month I'm trying to go vegan Ooh, nice. Um, and it's going all right i, I live a mostly pescatarian i want to say lifestyle anyway yeah me too but me and dusty was like let's do she used to be vegan and she's like let's do it again and i wanted to try it as well you know, there's only a few things I miss. A few snacks that I kind of miss. You know, because everything has fucking milk and egg in it. And, you know, cheese is the biggest thing I feel like I haven't quite got yet in terms of get plant-based cheese. In. And it's not quite the same. But yeah. this one. Vegan cheese can be This is the bag of... And my, my favorite flavor of crisp, not counting Doritos, for anyone keeping track, but regular, you know, like a Walker thing, it's cheese and onion. I haven't been able to have cheese and onion until Dusty found this for me. And it's Kettle Brand. Ooh. And Kettle Chips are already really fancy. And they do a vegan sheep and red onion crisp. Nice. And this shit is better than the real thing. It's <laughs> amazing. The bag is already fucking half empty. I'm just going to have a few. I pulled it out. Any excuse to have some more. I, lo- I love I love these. I'm just going to shove some in my mouth. Some good ASMR there. Mm-hmm. Snack time has really kept us going through uh, through lockdowns. <laughs> you have no idea. Fun. Yeah. Even just being silly with the theme songs. You know? Exactly. Anything... Dude, I have to go to the shop every week. You know, I do the weekly shop. And a thing that makes it more interesting every time is what should I get for snack time? Yeah. It makes me go into aisles I wouldn't. It makes me think creatively <laughs> about films and food. Yeah. And it's great. It's, it's so much fun. This is, just a, this is just my go-to right now, though. No connection. It's really good. Really we need good. to be better about uh documenting our snack times like with photos properly and um and uh this is why that. i want a like a, a fan club or like some someone should make like a subreddit that follows our episode yeah and someone should make because i don't want to do it yeah <laughs> and you don't want to do it <laughs> someone should you know listen to every episode and write down what we had and the score yeah and you know we can look back could i know i've repeated myself and maybe have made some hypocritical statements about yeah, that. Yeah, which oh, that's I would love to see. That's that. some research we need. <laughs> How have we advanced over time? Like, We're in lockdown. Let's have Twinkies twice have on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, for me, for my, I just, cause this is just a laid back episode and I'm just like, Phil said, you know, like I'm very much the same where I'll go to the shop and try to find like something that fits with the film that we're talking about. You listen to the podcast. You probably know that we're coming up with silly, (laughs) silly shit, but, uh, this is my go-to snack, man. End of the day. Yeah. Fucking banana. I love bananas. One of my favorite foods. Can't beat a banana. Entire world. Um, literally like one of my favorite things and uh i'm with you hear that how many more tiers of uh of lockdown <laughs> are you giving your snack <laughs> i give the a full five tier five tiers i feel like i'm being more more generous lately mm-hmm. but this is genuinely i'm so happy to find it and it tastes <laughs> so good i'm giving this me very happy i'm giving this banana um three tiers which is low because bananas usually get five tiers but uh i accidentally uh, banana this banana is a little it's not quite ripe enough yet it's still got a little bit of that like it's a bit hard how do how do yeah. you like your banana how bananas. do you like your banana i like my bananas uh to be like like a good yellow color um but not like turning brown yet not not uh, mushy not mushy and not too hard not yeah not too hard so yeah if <laughs> if you if you see bananas that are completely green like as green as grass at the grocery store don't get them just just we know, forego your bananas yeah. because that means they hadn't been gassed and they're gonna take a long time to fucking ripen and uh i don't just i don't like those yeah. I don't like those green bananas. There's someone at the print child who does like those green bananas, and I won't name names. <laughs> if, they're ever, if they're on again, you're gonna give them. A... I will. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna put them on the spot. Nice. Well, um, also, there's a secret to like ripening your bananas is uh, put them in a paper bag, a brown paper bag. Ripens really? bananas. Yeah. So if you're making things like banana pudding or something, and you need. Uh, you need your banana bread. bananas to be over overly ripe, and yeah, banana bread that translates a little bit better because in America, if I say pudding, I mean a like a moussey sort of meal, like a dessert, <laughs> and people here just call everything that's a dessert pudding, and it's fucking confusing. <laughs> this it's is like how, tea, like we call yeah. dinner tea here, what which I hate. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, <laughs> I go tea through so drink. much weird stuff here, guys. You don't even know. You don't even know how you know, I live. A woe is me, first world. You problems. don't know my life. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. We said it at the beginning of the episode, Q&A section. Q&A. Q&A. I asked, uh, yeah, people on social media, hey, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, send us some questions and we'll answer some things. So here we go. We had a few, and I'm really appreciative of the people who sent questions in. It's been kind of nice, actually. and it was. It's actually kind of a lot more than I thought we would relief. get. So, yeah, it's a relief. <laughs> Dead air. Otherwise, we would have stretched that snack time for half an hour. Yeah. You know what else I like about these kettle chips? <laughs> yeah. All right, so first up, we had our pal Malcolm. Hey, Malcolm. Hi, Malcolm. Malcolm's a good guy. Malcolm, you you actually are owed a, a selection over on Patreon. Um, so come at us, man. Give us a film. You know, you're owed. It Let up. it be a good one. Let it be a good one. Not like our boy Will, who is getting his later. You know. Oh, yeah. we'll get to Will. We'll get to Will. <laughs> um, on Patreon, and maybe I'll post that episode onto the main timeline, just so you can hear how mad we are at our boy Will. Uh, and <laughs> Malcolm said, 
If the first week of reopening consisted of staff picking their favorite films, what will the selection look like? This is a very good question, Malcolm. It's a very good one, yeah. Before I get into I actually did go and ask the staff, and I had a few staff members. Oh, man, they are so nice this week. They actually replied oh, to good. something I posted, because most of the time when I ask them <laughs> stuff, they don't reply. Fair enough. I wouldn't yeah. reply either if I didn't have to do this. I'll tea, no um, shade. <laughs> uh, but, Phil, what what would be your like go-to film that you'd like to put into the program? Ah oh, man, I think I actually thought the question earlier, uh, mm. and I actually thought about it, and I'm like, I can kind of imagine. Actually, I'm glad you actually asked, and I'm I could guess vaguely. I think the kind of spread I think we'd have, you know, there'd be a selection of classics. I think PTA would be represented, Tarantino would be represented, um, David Lynch would be represented for sure, mm-hmm. um, and then you'd get some fucking obscure bullshit nobody wants to watch. That'd be my guess. Um, <laughs> uh, just not to fucking slap all the. Employees. I mean, we'll we'll get to it in just a few seconds. But yeah. we'll get there. Well, I'm, I mean, there'll be some. But what would like? What would I put on? Yeah. What would you like to see? Oh man, I don't know, man. I put I'd I'd put up something I that makes me happy to be in the movies. I put up like a a boogie night or something or like cloak, yeah. something like that. Cloak something familiar. Cloak is a good one. Just something familiar. Um, Star Wars, Star Wars, it, one that I missed because we were open for yeah. like a hot minute. Yeah, and I've what? Oh, I really wanted to see Empire, and I never got to see it. And I still haven't seen any of those originals on the big screen. But there's loads. I mean, there's so many uh, movies I could think of. But I'd I'd go with something like that, just something familiar and yeah. something that made me be happy to be sitting in the dark again. Yeah. What would you throw up there? If I were to pick something. Space Jam. Dude, I mean, I was actually thinking Space Jam. I was thinking like, they're films that we show anyway, but like just things that I've had a blast talking about. I mean, it's obviously like you could always have a good time watching films like Jaws or, and those are films that will be in the program, I'm sure, because they're like the classics that sort of draw people in and it kind of like makes you feel a little bit more secure that you're going to throw some classics on and people are glad to come back to the cinema to watch. Um, But yeah, I mean, things like Jaws or that thing you do would be really fun to see like on the big screen. And again, Hmm. and um, uh, Space Jam for sure would be fun. Like I've not seen that since I was a little kid on the big screen. Um, And yeah, like other things like uh, one that I kind of was funny enough doing I, I i guessed it on uh the betamax video club podcast ad <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was really fun being on that and i talked about better off dead <laughs> like the sort of yeah. weird like cusack film that he doesn't want you to talk about because it's like it's not like his favorite film he doesn't like it uh, but um it's fun mm-hmm. dude it's a really weird funny crazy film and it was really surprising to see from the Betamax uh, episode that like there was a lot of people that really liked it. And one of the things we were talking about was like, Oh, I never like thought about requesting that before. Out of all these times that Paul shout out, Paul has asked me like, Oh, do you have any ideas for things? And I I hope you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Paul, I mean, I know if you want to kind of an insight of like what kind of things were going on in, in his mind when he was looking at programming this, like I know he had a lot of, uh, films about film and cinema that were uh, he wanted to like piece together. Mm. I think originally he was thinking it'd be kind of funny for your like first few days back, but obviously that wouldn't really work out. 
because it'd probably be a bunch of obscure things that wouldn't really work, but maybe pepper them in. So just like, you know, you're the last picture shows open at night, like just things about film and yeah, cinema, and cinema Paradiso. And just, yeah, Cinema Paradiso. Like these classics about that, just a love for cinema. So mm. there's that. Ed Wood. Ed Wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ed Wood. Um, speaking of Ed, I asked uh, the staff <laughs> members, so you guys actually have some answers to this um, from people other than just Phil and I. Ed, Ed Mannion, he's been a guest a couple of times. He said, Sabotage, 1936, uh, would it be cool? It's the Hitchcock thriller set in a West End cinema. Oh, cool. I've not seen that one. A saboteur bomb plot sort of. And I yeah. think it's, there is largely set in West End cinema. I've not seen that one either. Like in Glory Fox sort of thing. Yeah. But that would be cool. It riffing off that. Sorry. So that sort of fits the theme as well. Cool. Yeah, yeah. we're on a theme here. Uh, he also said in the Universal Universal classic monster movies. I Yeah, I've requested that a few t- a few times. Uh, I think Paul, I know Paul's a fan of those, maybe one day. Yeah. Here's something. This is kind of cool. And I don't know if we'll it'll ever see the light of day and if it really matters that I say this. Um, one time, a few, like a year or two, well, it must have been like a year and a half to two years now, we were going to show The Creature from the Black Lagoon. We had to cancel the screening. Oh, yeah. Because we got sent the wrong, we got sent the wrong print. Well, what actually happened was we got sent the, uh, we got sent a weird 3d print <laughs> like really yeah that's funny and you couldn't show it nobody had 3d glasses yeah and it was that whole thing it was not enough time to get 3d glasses and all that sort of shit to this sorted out but we were like considering like oh man cool. should we just like show this in 3d and we watched um a few scenes like we had a couple of 3d glasses sitting around the cinema that were from like those like nightmare on elm street like box sets and stuff and uh yeah, 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 yeah. Paul and I like w- like uh sat in there and Eddie, our former head of projectionist, popped it on and we were just watching a few a few uh reels of it and it was really funny. It was just like, oh shit. It was kinda cool. Like that sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see that, like a George three D or like a mm. one of the Jason movies in three D. Yeah, yeah. Jason um is it the third one? Or yeah, part three. Part 3D. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I I, I love the cheesy fucking 3D movie. Yeah, it'd be really fun. Spy Kids, Spy Kids 3D Spy game. Spy Kids over. 3D. That's one. That's my I pick. Wanna, <laughs> I did. I did actually go to a cinema to see that, and I felt really awkward being there. But uh, my sister was really like, "Hey, let's go!" And she's two years older than me, so hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's cool. We, we we've all been there. Every yeah. time I go see a fucking Pixar movie, I feel like what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like have some. Goddamn respect all the kids running around. Uh, Ralph Bogard, our uh, our wonderful host extraordinaire, popped in a few suggestions. He said, since it's me, I'll pick my fave interactive events, which is good shout out because it's something that's kind of like been missing in the last year. Even we have been open, we haven't really been able to do a lot of interactive events due to like social distancing. And it just kind of like makes the room less fun if there's not anyone in there like to... Uh, <laughs> enjoy a big yeah. interactive event with um so yeah he he said mean girls quote along yes uh muppets christmas carol sing along we didn't get to do nearly enough of those i think we should do a christmas in july you know but uh, i don't know if that's gonna happen um <laughs> i haven't that's it yet that's, and that, that's actually an amazing idea yeah yeah even if it's just like one day or for like a week in july like just uh 
Christmas that we didn't get to have in December. Um, just throwing it yeah, out there. Delayed. Christmas. That's my pick. Now I'm cha- I'm going back on myself. That's that's what my pick would be. Muppet uh, Malcolm. Muppets uh, and Spy Kids week long <laughs> engagement. Spy Kids and Muppets. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Ralph said, beautiful thing, quote along. That's a great movie. Ralph actually showed it a couple of times with his Unicornite strand uh, during uh, Pride Week um, a couple of years in a row, I think. It's great film. Mommy Dearest special interactive screening. That could be really <laughs> fun. Uh, and then also yeah. throwing in Salva Longa, Murder, She Wrote, which we did actually have, which was kind of cool while we were open. We and, did. That uh, was a fun. Yeah, I'm they sure that'll be back anyway. And then also Greatest Showman, just to please the fans. <laughs> what fan? People love it. Um, all right, yeah. here we go. You you want your weird picks that no one would come out to see. Uh, of course, there is a couple of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you asked for it. Yeah. Uh, you can take a guess who it would be. Go ahead. Who's one? Rob? Yep. Robert Smith said, A Z yeah. and, and Two Knots, 1985 film from director Peter Greenaway. And, oh, that's not the movie I would have guessed then, but yeah. Have you, do you know about I've not seen this film, so I had to no, look up what no, it was I've about. No, I've heard of it, though. Of course you haven't heard of fucking seen it. <laughs> yeah. Cretin. It's, uh, it's about twin zoologists who lose their wives in a car accident and they become obsessed with decomposing animals. And then they also form a strange relationship with the woman who was driving the car, who is now an amputee. (laughs) 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 That'll bring them in adaptation Uh, crash. Yeah. I love they'll be coming in and drove. Yeah. I love Rob for that. Like always bringing in the like really obscure stuff. But hey, Rob was also in yeah. one of my favorite episodes of a really sort of sort of obscure film, The Devil. The Devils. That we we had a great fun time watching that. That was an awesome fucking movie. So, Zed and Two Nuts. I'm laughing about it now, but it might be your favorite new film that no one talks about because it's obscure. Um, so who knows? Mm. Uh, <laughs> Sam Napier, former employee, but Sam runs Sonora Takaria. But he was on the podcast before he had a business that he was talking about, like a, a, a taco stand, but they've changed their name now. They're called Sonora Taqueria. Actually, if you're a member of the Prince Charles Cinema, you can take your, your membership card over to Sonora Taqueria. They're at the Neto Market, and you can get 10% off your food order by showing your membership card. So if they're still operating right now during this, I'm not really sure. But hey, I, I know they are still operating. Uh, but I'm just saying, I'm mm-hmm. not sure if Nettle Market is open right now. But anyway, when it reopens, yeah, you can yeah. definitely definitely go if it's not already open. Uh, but Sam, he hit us up. He said Peter Bogdanovich's Targets from 1968. I had not heard of this one either, and it sounds pretty wild. And I kind of want to see it. So it's it stars an elderly uh, Boris Karloff. It's one of his like later last film roles. Um, he plays I'm an down. elderly horror film star, very much true to life, who is making a personal appearance at a drive-in theater where a Vietnam vet who has just killed his wife is going off on a killing spree. <laughs> they sort of meet head to head. Sounds pretty fucking wild. Uh, that sounds amazing. I'm so down. Yeah. Targets, 1968. Peter Bogdanovich. Speaking of Peters, our boy Peter, who will never come on this podcast, and we talk about him every so often. Lovely bar. The legend. Peter, Can I get the legend? Can I get the movie? Go. Go for it. Isn't it the... Why? I want to get the... 
sorry, wait, can I'm, I'm, I know the movie, but I want to make sure I got it right. Yeah. Um, into the Stepford Wives. <laughs> no, I wish that'd be great. I know he liked that movie. Yeah. I was surprised of what he said. I thought he was going to say some vampire film because Peter likes vampires and we joke about that a lot as well. Um, no shit. Like interview with a vampire and stuff. But he said, I would go with this is the end or seeking a friend for the end of the world, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> fucking trolling end, us obviously. or he might actually be pretty serious. But I very surprising no, choices trolling. from Peter. Um but I love Peter. Big love I Peter. wish he would come over. This is the end would be great. This. Yeah, this, this is the, the end, end would be film. actually fucking great. That's a great movie. It makes you feel good about dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're with your bros. What if we had a, this is the, like, that's, that's the meta thing that goes on in our heads, ladies and gentlemen, when we're talking about doing podcast episodes, Phil and I could have an episode on this is the end and we could, this is the end ourselves while we're having the podcast. We could fall into a hole. Phil and I could fight about like some bullshit. We could make ourselves like the weird. We could fight Brian De Palma. (laughs) We're the two friends that like aren't really friends anymore because we've like moved on to other things and stuff. It could be great. Um, No, Uh, and coming in actually literally just a few seconds ago, last minute to like be included is Sophia Melander, who you heard recently on the Galentine's episode said country strong (laughs) leave it to sophia love it country strong great so those are your answers malcolm that's a fucking weird week of movie (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much malcolm for sending that in actually it was kind of a fun question so uh we had daisy from w rated pod who is uh claire longtime listener claire shout out claire co-host on w rated Asking us if we've watched anything from the bottom 100 on IMDb. <laughs> I'll have to look at it. Wait. Yeah. I can send you the link real quick. Yeah. Um, I definitely, I definitely have. Especially because of the fucking Patreon. Definitely. <laughs> Dude, surprisingly, what we just, what we just watched and we're about to record after this is not on this list. That's fucking. Now. Mm-hmm. Well, I know this was uh, literally just an ad for Claire and Daisy's uh, podcast, W-Rated. Go check it out. They're watching <laughs> no, not the so subtle. bottom 100 rated IMDb, like films on IMDb. Uh, they're going through each Fucking of these bottom 100 films. Yeah, they are totally sadist. Dude, I've, I've seen a bunch of these and that makes me feel really bad. Yeah, I've seen a bunch as well. So we, we will humor this. And uh, we <laughs> we will we will humor it, and we will go through. And I, I'm not going to count how many because we don't have enough time to kind of go through here. But hey, man, fucking Kazam is a fucking great movie. So of course I've seen that. Uh, Jaws of Revenge is horrible, but of course I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen, yeah, me too. I've yeah. only seen Jaws one and Jaws the Revenge. None of the in between. Wow. Um, I've seen uh, Son of Franchised. the Mask. <laughs> oh, some of the masks. Yeah. Nice. Fuck no. They're terrible, really awful. I get I think I was watching it expecting Jim Carrey to pop up. I remember being yeah. dragged by my friend to go to the epic movie and even at how old was I? That's two thousand seven. I'm math thirteen. Thirteen, fourteen. Mm-hmm. Even knowing that this it was 
fucking trash and I hated it. It was like one of maybe two, three movies that I've like really wanted to walk out of. Um, I don't know if I've Jack seen and that Jill? movie. Maybe. Jack and Jill, I think I've seen bits of. I haven't watched it all. Jack and Jill does have a saving grace without Pacino. Um, yeah. Steel, the Shaquille O'Neal Superman movie. Obviously, I've seen that. Oh, Steel is great. I <laughs> Steel had that moment, you know. Going overboard, Adam Sandler's, like, Adam Sandler's going overboard, like, truly is, I think, his worst film. It's funny because the least you can have a drinking game with, like, his uh, newer films that are horrible that he makes on purpose, but going overboard's like his one of his first films, and it's so bad it makes you wonder how he ever had an awesome career after. <laughs> how he made it, yeah. By yeah. um, twelve, I've seen because I had to fucking usher it once, and it was yeah. not for me. I mean, some of these are literally films we show pretty often at the cinema. So. Yeah, I mean the room. Yeah, I the mean room. the room. The room yeah. is the fucking classic. Oh, dude, Dumb and Dumber when Harry met Lloyd. Like, I think that's better than Dumber and Dumber too. So me too. Me too. Yeah. You're going to have a great time ladies Um, uh, with your W rated pod because like when he shits on the walls, he literally shits all over the walls in that film. So I mean, you're going to have a great time. (laughs) He shit everywhere. He shit all over the walls. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean, uh, I think the, the, I've seen the Wicker Man, which isn't bad. It's just fucking weird. And yeah. Batman and Robin did not deserve to be here. Shark Boy and Lava Girl in 3D. Yeah, after Spy Kids 3, man, it went downhill. <laughs> Could have yeah. got Spy Kids 4. I mean, all of these, literally half of these are the stupid parody movie, like The Hungover Game, yeah. Meet the Spartan, Scare Movie 5 and stuff. Police Academy Mission to Marco is also not that bad. This is making me feel really bad about myself. Like, do I have a really bad taste in movies, or are some of these not that bad? Yeah, I think it's they're they're not that bad. They're kind of fun. I feel the same way about the top one hundred. I'm yeah. like, really? Top one yeah, hundred? Seriously, I mean, Shawshank is great, but it's not the greatest film ever made. We kind of joked about that last week about just like great films. Like, I I think it, like um I almost deleted it out, but I was like, no, fuck, I'll leave it in. That I think we're like confusing ourselves with the fact that we think we actually really like a lot of these films. I mean, it's like, come on, come on. It's like, or just like films in general, you know, maybe we like trash. Stop pretending we need to like have really good opinions about like great movies. Well, that's Kino, baby. I don't. Sometimes it doesn't have to be Kino. Sometimes it has to be trash. Sometimes you need your trash. I did not. Yeah. You have a lot more fun watching these films. Get drunk, get drunk with your friends and watch these bullshit movies. Dude, it's an, it's an art in itself to have a, a bad movie that's entertaining because most bad movies yeah. are boring well uh godspeed to claire and daisy thanks to daisy for sending that in yeah. even if it was um praying for you a bit of an ad for Hashtag ad. <laughs> <laughs> i did say that and she says always be selling which is great so um <laughs> no they, they, they have a fun <laughs> podcast and um talking about bad movies is really fun sometimes um except for when you're being paid for it, which is crazy. So patreon.com forward slash the CCC podcast, go check out uh, the garbage bell kids. It'll be out by the time this episode goes out. I'm sure. Uh, we had Lee our pal Lee from the A24 project and nerd party. Um, Patreon subscriber as well. Hi Lee. Thanks Lee. Uh, he said, what's the weirdest item you found 
after an all-nighter tidy-up. Oh. Oh. I mean, people leave weird shit. Yeah. People leave weird shit, like, during during normal screenings, to be honest. Yeah, people leave clothes, like, there are a lot of socks and caffeine pills, is the thing I find. <laughs> yeah, caffeine pills, yeah. Uh, uh, full bags of candy. <laughs> yeah. The weirdest thing I've ever found it wasn't after an all-nighter. I think it was after a sing-along. It was a, uh, a can full of puke. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so someone had drunk the can and then was sick and in but was in control enough that they puked into that tiny hole and it was just <laughs> filled with sick. It was fucking disgusting. But I couldn't be mad. I was impressed. Yeah. <laughs> they were just letting it out slowly. Just letting it come out like you a get bird, a spew. You know? <laughs> spew in this. Spew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's my one. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't really recall. Like you know, most of the time after all nighters, um, like you said, there is clothes and stuff. So sometimes there will be like socks or, or like I've found a shoe shoes before. Uh, it will be clothing article like articles of clothing a lot. And I mean socks. Mm. Are, I mean that's kind of gross. Um, but luckily I've not found anything completely weird after all nighters. A lot of times all nighters can be kind of cool because you like I said candy. You'll find like unopened bags of candy and stuff which is great or or food or something that's kind of cool but i i don't stick my hands and it's eight in the morning yeah i don't stick my hands in anything that's already been opened um that's my rule Um, i'm not gonna throw any uh, shade at any other staff members but i don't like don't touch uh things that have been opened unless if they are pre-sealed post-covid yeah maybe they'll COVID, nobody's gonna do that yeah but if they are sealed packages inside, okay, fair enough. But um, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, it's kind of gross. But yeah, I I found like the weirdest things I've I've found has been like like during normal screenings, like cups of piss or um, <laughs> <laughs> my very last my very last uh, the testament shift, to the movie. Yeah, my very last shift as an usher. It was I was watching Mission Impossible. Um, whichever one came out in like 2015, 2016 or something like that, or 20, I don't know, whatever, whenever that was. Um, yeah. and yeah, it was, uh, I was going around to clean up and got to this row and there was a cup there and I picked it up and my usual technique would be like, if I felt that there was liquid in and I'll open, if it had a top on it, I'll open the top and then pour, if it was a big cup, you know, to pour other cups of smaller liquid into it. Yeah, of course. And, yeah, uh, and then you pour it into the bucket. Yeah, so I had this like cup and just like f- picked it up, felt that it was warm, but like still was opening it and then just got <laughs> oh, this whiff. No. This whiff of fucking piss. Unmistakable. It, like there's so much going through my head. It was just like, why is why is this like Coca-Cola cup warm? Like it, did someone put coffee in here? That's very weird. And then like, yeah, it was like, ah. So that was a good way to yeah. end your ushering career at the Prince Charles Cinema. Uh, also once yeah. I found dentures in the screen, that was really <laughs> funny because the person came back for him and, uh, I mean, you kind of have to, right? While we were like, after we finished cleaning up yeah. his last screening of the night, he came back and he knocked on the door and he was pointing to his mouth. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> mm, mm. I had him, I had put him inside of a cup. Like I scooped him up with a, with a cup and, uh, he just put it right, right into his mouth again. <laughs> Ew, dude. Yeah. People are gross. That's gross. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your brother Rick. Uh, Ricardo. Rick Ardo. <laughs> Rick Ardo. I said Ricardo. Um, yeah. uh, uh, Ricky. Ricky Boy said, uh, seeing as the PCC is a home to the room, do either of you have a personal favorite moment with Tommy Wiseau when he's been at the cinema? I figured he would act it. I think he'd uh, he'd rereading the the doctor act at the moment. Mm. That he's like in the room mood. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch with Tommy. You probably have more. It's weird that go. What, you know, coming into the print child in the room in the funny thing. You know, you got drunk and watched with your friend, and then it became like a part of my life. And like I got to know Tommy and like work yeah. with him twice a year for a few years, eventually. <laughs> And like, you know, it's a it's part of my life, you know, a couple yeah. times a year, Tommy Wido comes into London and ruins my life for a week. <laughs> and you know, ever, ever, we're all connected by that. Um yeah. my favorite That's the bonding moments of the Prince Royal Cinema. <laughs> my favorite, and I'm going to and I feel bad because I'm going to steal Dusty's story. But it's um we were doing a screening of the room, Q and A right before. And uh, I think I was managing and Dusty was working front of house and we get, he can only, you know, Tommy only, is only going to have time to take a certain amount of questions. So we have like 10 people and then we have a front of house member at the back of the line to cut it off to let Tommy know yeah. at the end. That's all the questions. <laughs> and he answered the last, you know, uh, question and he's like, okay, next question. And, but du- it's just Dusty standing there at the microphone because she's the end of the queue. Yeah. And, it's like a moment of awkward silence and he's like next question you you have a question and she just goes i and she just goes oh i i work here and the like whole room like a, like just burst into laughter and it was the most and tommy like really laughed at it and it, i think it's the realest laugh i've ever heard from tommy, yeah. where he was like oh you're working sorry that's good that's good i mean but there's no there's literally so many every time he comes into town he does something that yeah. i remember i mean it's great that him marrying people on stage with him making people do fucking push-ups the, yeah um, him doing push-ups I'm, <laughs> yeah. him doing push-ups and just you know all the red bull i remember one of the first things when I started managing the room, could I had to go introduce him? And I asked for like, you know, tips. Could he's very good with a crowd? And he was just like, don't be nervous. Great, great, Tommy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that all went away. Yeah, you know, just don't be nervous. You know, it's yeah, okay. that works. <laughs> I just, I don't care. I, I just care. do it. Just do it. I don't care. I do it. <laughs> okay. Just yeah. love everybody. Okay, you have happy door. And you have yes, that door. Sad okay? door. You are better than internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you? I mean, God. Because you've done, you've known him longer now. Fucking podcast about the room uh, twice. Because uh, <laughs> are you sick of it yet? Yeah. <laughs> we did one here. It was two hours and ten minutes or something like that. One of our longest podcasts. We did uh, the I, I guess on Mystery on the Rocks recently. Told a few more Tommy stories. So I've told. A, I told some Tommy stories before, but I mean, it's funny, dude. Like, uh, where do you, where do I begin? I'm not even going to go into the many, many times. I mean, recently it's been kind of funny because we had, he, he had his big shark trailer that he wanted, uh, me. Oh, big shark, big shark, you know, like <laughs> oh, big, uh, shark, big yeah. shark. On it. Um, he, he wanted me to like edit it sort of. And 
like I'm not an editor really. So I took some notes and like shout out Paul, like um, <laughs> edit, edited this. Uh, just started working for Tommy. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> just a really odd. And just his notes were really funny. Him just dictating his notes to me, like for what he wanted of like more chomps, like the shark chomping at the end was hilarious. And um, <laughs> he loved it. He thought it was great. Like it was, I mean, that was funny. You could do a whole movie. You could do a whole movie, make real Hollywood movie. <laughs> if that movie ever gets made. I once tried to uh, find a hairdresser that Tommy wanted me to find, like in, that he had been to once in Soho. And that was hilarious. Cause like Tommy, like I realized didn't really know how to, how Google worked or how the internet worked. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, it's from a strange place. Uh, once, uh, got to shoot a video. I think I talked about this a little bit on our our episode, the room episode of um, shooting a video for him to tell people that there's still tickets on sale for a couple of dates that we might have added last minute for the room last year. He always makes it difficult. Yeah, and it took so long. It was my personal what is line. What is line? Like, it was so funny. Like, <laughs> what is I, line? I had like, I probably had like 30 videos on my phone from me continually having to get him because he kept calling us like the Charles Prince cinema and like all, all sorts you come of here every year, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Two, one, go. Hey, this is Tommy Wiseau. How are you guys doing? I'd like to invite you for a special screening of the room at Charles Prince cinema. One, go. Hey, this is Tommy Wiseau. I'd like to invite you for a special screening of the room at <laughs> Prince Charles cinema. Action. Hey, this is Tommy Wiseau. I'd like to invite you for a special screening of the room at Prince Charles Cinema. Hopefully you have fun in your life. And I'd like to say thank you for all of you guys supporting the room. And hopefully you show up. Be here till Saturday. Otherwise, have a groovy time. Enjoy your life. Be cool. And I always say, if a lot of people love each other, the world will be a better place to live. Have fun. Thank you. So yeah, those, That's those a lot are of Tommy great. All right, so we had last two questions from Instagram. A couple of newer listeners within the last year and stuff. So, hi guys, thanks for reaching out. Hello. I'm assuming Leslie's your name, because Instagram's confusing because people have their their handles and their handle is Radio Ed. So at first I thought their name was Ed, but then when you go to their profile, it says Leslie on there. So I'm assuming you're Leslie. So if you're listening, Ed Leslie. Ed Leslie, Dude. you're Ed Leslie. You're the barber. You're the Brutus, the barber beefcake to us. So we'll call you. We'll call you Brutus. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Uh, brother, he did Brutus. like your tweet, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, sorry. This is <laughs> apparently Leslie. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> hey, love the cinema and the podcast. Thank you, Leslie. First and thank foremost. you. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Uh, and then they asked uh, favorite subversive moments slash villains you shouldn't root for. Best subversive villain. Like a villain that like yeah, because I wasn't sure if the subversive part of the question was lumped in with the villain. No, like I'm like a villain that had like actually had the point and like it doing the right thing, but going about it the wrong way. That works. Yeah. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Mister Free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. A real answer. Um. <laughs> Dude, he's he's got a great a great reason. A great reason. We'll get into that. Yeah, eventually. he he Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean he does. Not 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 so much in the movie, more in the comic. Um yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm looking I would look over could 
I have some DVDs there. If no, it like tried to. It sparks. Just go ahead and say it, Joker from Joker. Joaquin. Oh, I'm not going to do the Joker. No, and I love Joaquin Phoenix, but no, especially yeah. not in that one. If anyone is going to be Heath Ledger, and, and, but even he just like crazy can. Yeah, I'm crazy. Just crazy for the sake of it. I love me some Kylo Ren in the the new Kylo Star Wars Ren. movie. Um, yeah, man, I I thought he was like actually really didn't get his due at the end, but I thought he had a actually had a point and I thought he would he had the right idea of just trying to <laughs> just destroy everything that came before like fuck it all and I thought that yeah. was the point that should have been the point of the new movie as well to being like fuck what happened before you can't recreate it you shouldn't be beholden to it let's make something new mm-hmm. and that was his whole deal and then it completely fucking fell into fan service and shit yeah um I don't know. I'm, I wish I could think of a better one. There's obvious one that's like, you know, Country Fold Men. And, yeah, because the villains uh, are just so good but, that you're just like, all right, I'm going to have to root for you because you're so good. <laughs> you, love, you, you, you just love watching them more than anything. Yeah. And, oh, fr- okay, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, good. That's kind of where my I mind was. I always root for Freddy Krueger. That's kind of where my mind was because I was like, fuck those kids. <laughs> it's so easy with horror films to root for, especially like f- classic franchise hard villain horror villains to root for the villain because you're like used to seeing them. Like, That's why you're there. Yeah, yeah, you're there to see the body counts. That's what's great about <laughs> 80 slasher films. They created body counts, really. Like, um, you don't necessarily root for Michael Myers in the first film, like. But once that series starts kicking off, like, you know, you start to, you I don't know, the Halloween series is very interesting because there was a lot of stakes that, like uh, with family and stuff and family ties that they created in the sequels and stuff mm-hmm. that gave it a little bit more. Yeah, which is a, weird. An impact rather than like, like, oh, this is just some stupid teenager who's gone to the wrong, uh, wrong, the wrong camp and they're uh, going to be killed by Jason Voorhees. But so it's easy to root for the body counts and in horror films uh child's play as well like i love chucky he's a great character he's really funny so it's funny to watch him um but other things like recently phil and i for future episodes uh been watching some films of like classic monster movies and stuff like uh uh i don't want to oh man all right necessarily give away who they are but um but yeah we'll we'll have an episode (laughs) in a few weeks uh, and we'll 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 mention those are definitely movies. Yeah, where, where you, you root, root for, the, for the bad guy, right? Quote like they're quote unquote bad yeah. guy, and quote they're unquote. just sympathetic. Yeah, sympathetic sort of uh, characters. Another good example is um, like heist movies. Like we talk about how we really like heist movies a lot. So obviously, nice. <sighs> yeah, most man. of the time, the bad guys are the ones that are most entertaining. Like your Fast and Furious films, they're the bad guys, but they're the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing bad shit. Yeah, I mean, great. yeah, all right. Gangster movies, yeah, like fucking, all right, Goodfellas, Goodfellas, like, great example. I, like I fucking Henry Hill's sh- amazing. Uh, in yeah, that like, film. <laughs> Henry Hill or fucking Tommy, like Tommy, the ultimate, right? Yeah. He's like. I don't root for him. He's real, kind like, of a horrible person. I don't. He, <laughs> he is, but like he's so much fun to watch. Yeah, like it still it always it still upsets me when he meets the you know eventual end. It upsets me in a way it shouldn't because he's a horrible person. But be, I you know 
he's so much fun to watch and he's funny and you can see such desperate insecurity there. And I feel, I mean, that movie subverts the whole thing. Once they are the protagonist, it's like you're suddenly rooting against them. You don't want the cops to show up and you don't want them to get caught. Yeah. Interesting. It's a good question. Yeah. You can come at it a lot of different ways. Definitely. Uh, well, Leslie or radio underscore Ed, how about you let us know what your favorites are? And listeners out there, you can let us know what your favorite subversive moments or villains you should root for in cinema. All right, last question from the uh, listeners from this. And thanks, everyone, so far who's uh, reached out. It was really nice to hear from you guys. And thanks for playing yeah, along with us. Thank you. Made this episode a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, which is kind of fun. All right, so we have Jamie or Chaz Mundo on Instagram. Jamie. This is a different Jamie. So uh, I, I, well, I was assuming your name was Chaz, dude. Um, so because Chaz is kind of cool. I always think of the wrestler Chaz. <laughs> so like yeah <laughs> like i was like oh it's just Chaz, Chaz mundo Chaz. but uh, i went to his page again yeah and, cool um, man and it's jamie so okay we got another jamie jamie, jamie! <laughs> so jamie says if you didn't work at the pcc this is a hardcore question so i saved it for last if you didn't work oh, at the man. pcc what would you be doing instead <sighs> oh oh shit that's too deep jamie you know me hustling <laughs> hustling on the street corner dealing dealing dope you know um i don't know i <laughs> i think my only prerequisite for a job i mean you know this isn't like my the thing i do now like my whole life is not just working a different yeah. job hopefully Definitely. um hopefully it leads to something else i don't know where i'd be i feel like my only prerequisite when i was looking for a job was just somewhere i could be surrounded by things i liked yeah. So, I don't know. I'd probably doing. I'd be doing the same job that I'd probably be working. Maybe in a uh, hope, like a comic book store, like a record store, or something like that. You know. Yeah. yeah Other yeah. than that, or like, I don't know. I don't know because I'm not doing the thing yet. It's not like, oh, you know, like you're a musician, so like it makes sense with you. It's like if you weren't doing music or on the podcast, like what would you be doing? Like if you didn't go down that road. Yeah. 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 I mean, for me, like when it comes to the PCC, it's like very similar to you. It's like, I feel like I'm not doing what I would be doing anyway. Like it's, and I don't feel like this is the end of the road for me. That's actually kind of depressing Mm -hmm. as much as I love the cinema, but it's like, you obviously get the job. We like, I worked my way from being like an usher and it's not like my end all and be all life was like, Oh, I want to work at the Prince Charles cinema and stuff. So it's kind of like a, um, it's like a funny thing to say when it obviously like I love working at the cinema, it's been the best job that I've ever had. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I still don't feel like that's what I would like. I want to be doing like for the rest of my life, obviously. And, uh, but like, I don't really know what I'd be doing otherwise. It's really hard to think about because Mm -hmm. when I first came to London that like the Prince Charles cinema, because I want, I was like, oh, well, I kind of want to take a break from. I was working like pretty sh- hardcore, like seventy-hour weeks, like uh, for a whole year, like it, you know, managing at a grocery store, and I knew I wanted to get away from grocery. And Prince Charles yeah. Cinema was like one place that I saw that I really wanted to work at because it was just like that's the only place I really want to work at in London because it's a place where I can be that's just a cool place that has something different but it's funny i wouldn't want to i wouldn't be at a cinema otherwise like i'd know i wouldn't have like worked at a cinema i wouldn't have worked like i wouldn't yeah have worked i interviewed at, at like uh cineworld uh, 
Yeah. I think I interviewed at Dinner World Review and we did like a group interview and it was the most fucking uncomfortable shit <laughs> oh, I've, yeah. I've ever I've ever been a part of because it was so like I hate group group interviews, yeah. It's just be it's just such bureaucracy, right? It's like they are they make you do exercises and ask you bullshit questions and it's like, what are you doing? Are you just fucking with us? Like we're working we're gonna fucking sell tickets and serve popcorn. Why do you need to like put us through <laughs> this like really uncomfortable yeah. chat like challenges? It, it, but yeah, I don't I don't think I'd be I lucked out. I I yeah, it this isn't the only cinema I'd ever want to work at. Yeah. I kinda feel I care the same. About. And it's funny because I love. Obviously, we talk about films and and stuff on this podcast, and like, uh, obviously, love films a lot. And a lot of the podcast ideas that we have for other things can kind of base around films and stuff as well. Like, you know, future planning sort of ideas that we've spitballed around. A lot of times, it is around movies. Um, but mm. I like it's funny because like it comes even back to the podcast like would i even be doing the podcast if i didn't work at the prince charles cinema i I don't know if i would have taken that step in some other form um music's been a big important important part of my life but i'm also like i feel like i'm a realist and i kind of like it's as much as like people might say oh you have like good music or i believe that i have good music it's like at the end of the day do i like i still like battle with myself thinking like oh like you're not good enough to make it as a musician and you should have more realistic ideas for your life and future and stuff <laughs> and that's fucking sad and that's my own dilemmas i work with in my head all the time anyway but um yeah i mean i don't know if i'd be doing music because i would still be like need to put bread on the table i like you know I, we like yeah. wrestling a lot yeah. as well and i'm like if i didn't get into like podcasting would i have like i don't know I really love what the guys at like wrestle talk are doing and stuff. And I've often thought about, I'd be blessed to be a part of that as well. Like funny enough, there was an opportunity where they were looking for help at one point, but it was around the time I had to go through my visa watch and I couldn't, I couldn't get a new job um, because I was in the middle of this visa bullshit and I needed to make sure my job security was secure and stuff. And it was just like, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I don't know. I really don't know what I'd be doing otherwise. Yeah, it's weird cause just because of the kind of way in this in-between thing. Right? Yeah. Like, the, the thing I would be doing, I'm, I still do on the side. Like I I try and I write stuff and I'm, I eventually try to make them. Um, and I'm still doing that. Yeah. Working at the print child. Yeah. And if I wasn't working at the print child, You'd I would doing still be doing else. that. Yeah. But, working at, but I'd be working somewhere else so I could pay rent while I fucked around and right bullshit <laughs> yeah so yeah i guess i'd probably be doing the same thing myself you know like doing music performing some some way or another that's why i like podcasting because it's a way of ex- extension of being creative and performing that i feel really comfortable mm-hmm. doing and which is really strange performing is like such a thing that like is so good to me like it feels so good to me it's where i feel like i can uh, open up more than I do in normal life. And I feel like um, it it's like a really vulnerable thing that you do. Like you put yourself in a vulnerable position by like opening yourself up to that. And I think that's like a really entertaining and fun thing for me to do for myself. Cause otherwise I'll close myself off and like, you know, won't come out of my shell. And 
like that's the only thing that gets me out of my shell is to be on stage or to like talk shit on this mic or something because it's like for me and that's what i tell people as well like you feel you you said tommy was giving you some like in, um some inspiration to like get on stage and stuff it's just like exactly. i always told people like yeah. nasif or something like that like if he needed to have a little bit of courage before he had to go make an announcement at the at the cinema or something it's like dude you have the microphone you have the power <laughs> like you <laughs> yeah can like say what you want to say and you know it's like that's how i've approached all this i don't know whatever yeah. <laughs> i would still be doing it i would still be no, finding my ways yeah but yeah if i wasn't working at the print chart i would still somehow be working at the print chart <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this has gone a lot longer than i thought it would and i'm gonna kind of close it there i actually do have a couple of bits of user feedback yeah. but i will save those for the next episode because they're really good and i'm glad that we got mm -hmm. some user feedback bits but i want to thank everyone who reached out and uh thank you added a little specialness to this uh q a segment of this podcast i hope you guys enjoyed this weird sort of like dive into our lives in the last year and uh had fun with us and i hope yeah let us know if you care <laughs> like i don't know if you care about these sort of episodes and yeah i mean you know future of the cinema as we close up i mean it, i don't know may maybe may you know looking like may yeah it's looking yeah. like may i mean whenever it happens it will be it'll be as safe and fun as possible yeah whenever it happens yeah and we'll have proper announcements about that and uh obviously just follow princecharlescinema.com or at the pcc london on twitter or prince charles cinema on instagram or facebook or our mailing list which you can sign up to if you're not already a member uh at prince it pops up if yeah you can easily join our mailing list and you can find out all this information um i'll be making that email whenever i'm told to to like give any updates and we'll have updates and stuff so we'll try <laughs> to keep you updated here on the podcast as always as well um but yeah let us know what kind of things you'd like to hear from us. We, we've got like some fun things that we've got coming up in the next few weeks. Obviously, we're going to get back into our reboot months the rest of this month. And then we got a, a few other fun ideas in the next uh, few weeks after the month of March uh, as we sort of get closer to the Prince Charles Cinema reopening. But if you got ideas for things you'd like to see us do or if you want to support the podcast, head over to patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. $5 or more a month gets you bonus episodes. And like I said, by the time this episode's out, there's going to be a little bonus episode that Phil's so upset about that we have to do um, for Garbage hey, Spell Kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as always, you can follow the podcast at the PCC Podcast on Twitter and Instagram or pop us an email at podcast at princecharlescinema.com. Let us hit us up if you want to be a part of uh, user feedback next week because I've got a few things and I can tack it on or, yeah, whatever. Uh, Phil. Where can people find you? <laughs> and any closing thoughts on this reflective episode? Yeah, I mean, people can find me the usual spot, far away fad on Twitter and in real life. Doug Nymet on Instagram. I don't know. Closing thoughts. Just, I'd, yeah, thank you for anyone who listens to this. Let us be part of their journey, whatever it is. Yeah. I know it's helped yeah. me, um, and I hope it helps other people. Mm -hmm. And I hope everyone, you know, it's, you know, just safe, you know, just, just take care of yourself, you know, just now, now, now is a good time to, you know, take a little me time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know what I'm saying. 
uh, yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you for the question. That was nice. That was yeah, like, was a, really again, nice. a sort of last minute thing where we were like, you know, oh, let's do, let's do like a year, one year anniversary special. And it's like, oh, maybe a Q&A. But I would, in the back of my mind, being like, maybe nobody will ask any questions, but we've got a lot of good ones. <laughs> yeah, so thank yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks to all the listeners. And like, I, I don't know if Phil said it best really there. So, you know, just off the back of that, like, you know, it's nice to know that you know you guys are there listening and giving us great questions and stuff and then we can be a part of your lives and stuff every week and uh you know that you're still sticking with us through all this and also thanks to anyone and uh, i think it's awesome and i've heard from people at times that we've made like an impact on their lives as well and that's awesome to hear and it's like totally humbling and flattering and yeah so because phil and i like sometimes we're just feeling like we're just kind of bullshit and having fun and just being silly or you know or feel like we're talking to absolutely no one so episodes like this really like like help you out a lot mentally and stuff and it's good to kind of like feel like we're doing something with our time as we kind of been talking about for the last hour and a half or whatever so yeah it's good so yeah i appreciate it everyone and thanks to like staff members as well who pitched in and gave some answers to malcolm's question as well so that was awesome to hear from people um anyway that's us uh we love you guys uh we'll be back next week with a very fun episode with reboot month a big oh shit yeah that will be a good one i just remembered what it is yeah just ask you are you gonna call me